Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. This is a snippet of Higher State Conversations, a new podcast I am producing for Mark Tyler. Mark Tyler is the owner and operator of Red Run Cannabis Company, and he is one of the smartest guys I know. He's a mentor that I speak to on all kinds of topics, and today we sat down with Ryan Walker to talk about a whole host of subjects, including gut health. So if gut health is something that you are interested in, in give this a listen all right thank you very much for your time thank you very much for your energy have a wonderful whenever it is you are listening to this and enjoy whatever it is you're doing because if you're not having fun then what's the point well well, one of the things one of the perfect examples and again like people take this for granted because it comes from a a soft social women's studies that that came out at a specific time where the the soft liberal science is starting getting into further differentiations between uh, 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 cultural identification um, uh, counterparts like women's societies or or all of these things. So like women's studies, my my wife is actually a women's study undergrad, which I think is super funny. so with that came all of these from specific teachers, actually. This is like, you can follow this history yourself, like this idea of toxic male, this, this where they started to basically coin memes and memetic concepts of where there's male toxicity or this idea of male toxicity. And so what got really ingrained uh, into the Western fabric, again, is this whole idea that that white men, especially young boys, should feel that their ambition, which is natural, and to do good and to, to see what you can become and to be creative, to be industrious, like all the good things that you want out of people in society, all of the good things, you you install a program, because you install programs, that's how people are, that they all run on programs, so you install a program that there's nothing you've inherently done Nothing you've done, but your ambition, no matter even if you do well, you might as well start self-sabotaging yourself, which again is like the worst thing you'd ever want somebody to do because it's what fucks everything up is your self-sabotaging. That's and so you're you're gonna have you're gonna set this this kid up with programs to self-sabotage your own success when they're doing right by their own families and their own <clears> communities. That's that's the most poisonous thing a fucking society could do. It's rational that it's poison. And so Again, there's a lot when you're unconscious and your your institutions and people that are programmed to download that shit into people's impressionable neurospheres, they don't know any better for the greater most part, you know, and it's just all programs. And that any idea again, same thing with like white supremacy or like you're the white the Jews, you're the chosen, whatever, people got their own shit. Everybody's got their own stupid fucking thing that, that their ancestral uh Bullshit, you know that baggage yeah. that came with it. And it's all lies. That's all lies. It's all fucking nonsense. Well, it's significantly more difficult to unlearn something. Big time. Yeah. Consciously too. That's why yeah. psychedelics is is you know the only catalyst that I've ever. Everything else I've seen, I think, is bullshit. Like literally, I think I've never seen anything else really work or actually actually get somebody better to it handle their pathologies, whatever the fuck, whatever, to, to take their yeah. bullshit story and to actually, whoa, yeah, this is so, better. So what are your thoughts then on so-called smart drugs, nootropics? Um, <laughs> oh shit, big time. Um, 
Would you do you have any particular uh, vitamins that you recommend? I it's like not just vitamins. It's the racet, it's the racetams or the choline deuterate. It's the whole thing that uh, your nerves. Like I had to study. I studied this for in depth for a number, number, number of years, and a big experiment for probably fifteen years with every stack. And it's a big time deal. Like like um, for instance, like even ADD or something like that, or people who suffer from a brain fog. It has to do with say, what you basically found is an allele mutation um, in your neurosphere that has either a problem with synthesizing acetylcholine or being able to break down the clone of acetylcholine to reconstitute acetylcholine. So your memory or your, your tight cognition, how you fire to pull a rapid pull, pull synthesize, how you pull things together, um, will be directly based on the neural cocktail that you have. So when people suffer from all sorts of uh, neurodegenerative cognitive impairment, memory, or the ability to snap, it usually, in most, that's the first place you start, is, your, is where you're at, or especially what you may be lacking in your, in your whole deal. Like, for instance, like a big thing that, that, again, I supplement with this every day. I mean, because you can't get it very much. The only way you can pretty much get it predominantly is in the center of eggs, is a, a choline bitrate. And so choline bitrate is one of your main components for your, neuro, uh, for your neurotransmitters. So if you don't have it readily available, obviously your body can't synthesize and build the building blocks to create the, the, the cocktail for rapid you know, cognition. Same thing with like, um, like paracetam or, or racetam, like there's a number of derivatives that you know, the Russian chemists were able to, to basically uh, uh, figure out a while back. The Razatams, again, a neurotropic is by its own definition not habitual. It has no toxicity, like there's no downside. So there's like there's a group of these category of substances where there is no toxicity or, or addictive uh, nature of them. And again, they, they break this down. There's a number of good sites that break this shit down, but where it's like the half, like the lethal dose over one of those, like your stomach would explode first. Yeah, there's no possible way of uh, of getting more of it. But there's all sorts of there's all sorts of stuff. It may not matter what kind of things you try to fucking make your brain work better with. You're not mm -hmm. getting enough omega threes. You live in America, mm -hmm. and it's like the number one thing. I think, well, that, that, and that goes omega threes. Right. Maybe vitamin D as uh, well. Maybe vitamin D as well. I mean vitamin D too. It's it's the whole fat. Like the whole fats is is probably the biggest part of the whole thing. Again, like you could do all the, you could, you could literally do all of the neuro cocktails that you, you want. Um, and if your diet is shitty, especially with alcohol, like this is the big thing that I noticed more than anything, because I got documents and notebooks of shit. And I, this is when I was even more crazy about stuff, about quantified self stuff, is I've got just volumes of stuff when I was working on complicated cases where I could tell when I would drink alcohol three fucking days, it would it would severely impair me, or like also um, eating shit when I was eating really clean like you're you're supposed to eating the amount of fats because this is when I switched over again so like 50, ten years ago or more with MC, from from sugar burning to MCT and coconut so I went from that just my regular kind of diet to MCT and coconut and and grass fed butters and then that route and. When I introduced any sort of anything into the mix that was shitty, man, it would 
it would fuck things up. It was crazy how that how that worked. But once you once I first saw too, and you go from that sugar burner to a fat burner, it takes time too. It takes time to, to change because you're again you gotta think your whole body's involved into making its most efficient use of your sugar burning um, sugar burning for its fuel. It takes a long time to to switch that over. Um, but that's the first thing. Then once you, you get your you get that the other thing is exercise is the biggest thing too. Heavy resistance training, by fucking far and away, is is the best like neuro enhancer, mood enhancer. <laughs> and then um, you know just a, a handful of things. But then you can get out there too. You can get out there with with cognition, with bedafinil and other other limitless drugs and um, things that would put you to a state of cognition that you wouldn't believe. So I experimented, uh, like my stack, the, the best stack that I've ever had was um, was Alpha Brain, and it was like the original Alpha Brain. This is around 2012. Right it, yeah, it, the formulas changed yeah. a lot from what from what it was at first to where it is now. Um, and and uh, you know, without looking at it, I just the experience <clears throat> I've had from from the original to like three years later, and then to the last time I had it. Um, but it was like it was old school, 2012, early 2013, Alpha Brain, and and like something like off the shelf, like Focus Factor. Um, but that was for me. I thought that like stacking it is important. But but 100 percent what you're what saying is right. For you? um, I thought I thought more clearly than uh, than I had. And this is I also had, you know, like I wasn't. In, what do in you mean more clearly? Like, so I had a high, I had a, a relatively high stress job at the time. It required that I learn a lot of things really quickly and, um, and do be able to function uh, and do many different things. Um, that was something that was able to, to help me. I was also eating clean and I was working out all the time. It, it's a firing. Yeah, like I would say for most people, if you did over like a few weeks, if you did a choline and a parazotam stack in a like a good baseline, and you did that over, you would know, you would have, most people would have, would have great, significant, noticeable effects. And what it is, it's like, I'll give a perfect example. Like everybody go, can kind of think of the example where it's like, you're trying to think of something and you can't pull it together. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, there's a, there's a reason, there's a reason for all of these things. Other, you should be firing it. Like you should be able to have perfect synthesis and perfect recall and things. If you don't, there's a reason why. There's a reason why people have perfect memories and why people can remember things and why people can't. It's because of the way the neurosphere is, is set up. So you can, again, hack. This is how it all came to kind of fruition of how to hack the neurosphere. Um, you should, that's where the neurolinks kind of actually come into act. You fuck them. You fuck them to nootropics or into cognitive enhancement when uh, your, your drug will be a computer chip it will change everything, like literally. That shit, like again, this, what they did with the pig right now, in five years time, they will have it, will they have a device that any one of us could get for under a couple thousand dollars, and, and it'll be under a thousand. And then we'll argue if we want the Android. No, it, it's not even that, it, it, it's not even about learning, it is it, even mood, even mm-hmm. it, like, you could, they, they have it where you'll be able to replay your own memories. Like, this, like again, in ten, ten years, less than ten years. Turn them off. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what gives me the most cognitive strain. Just one simple thing: sugar. Oh, big time! Since I don't eat it, and then when I do, 
I get cognitive strain. <laughs> and it's, it's actually deeper than that. I realize that cognitive strain just comes from fucking staying up all night trying to hold your butthole closed, mostly. <laughs> so sugar, sugar, that, no, sugar makes me feel... Okay, so that that's just a, a one, one example. <laughs> sugar, sugar, sugar makes me feel like I just don't want to do anything. Like if I eat sugar yesterday, today I'll be sitting here and I'll just be like, you know what? Fuck it, I don't want to do anything. I don't feel good. That's what gives you cognitive strain. It's not feeling good. Once your rest of your body feels really good, you're like, I want to do things. I want to fucking think about things. But when you're feeling like shit, you're like, you just want to lay down and die. Yeah. <laughs> so that's. That's to me. That's to me. That's to me is a lot of cop. That's why I'm asking you, like, what do those do for you? Because I feel like, I feel like it helped him keep his butthole closed. I I feel like I do. do, Like, there is cognitive strain, but I feel like it just comes from. I really feel like it just comes from fucking eating crappy. Like, the more that I, the better that I eat, the the less the less of that cognitive strain. I quit doing nightshades and. I didn't realize it, but they were, it's like a hangover with alcohol. It's giving you fucking, it's making you feel like shit, but once you drink enough alcohol, you don't feel that about it. Well, that's a big thing, too, why you got to get really intimate with your body, because everybody here, even if you're a a white, uh, uh, western kind of guy, like, literally, like, your ancestral makeups will have all of these things, even, like, nightshade's a perfect example, where you, again, you could have brain fog, all sorts of, of impairment, like, even mood impairment, and you will be searching for all of these reasons why, and it's actually because you have a really bad reaction to tomatoes. And that you, or it could be dairy, or it could be this, or it could be that. Okay, I'll um, not whack it. Great. I gotta go. God damn it. Yeah, I don't know. To me, to me, back in. To me, I feel like. Yeah, I got. I feel like there's no reason for people to spend money buying supplements when, when they're probably the supplements don't even not even doing anything that much for. Them. Maybe it's the placebo effect, or maybe not. But you're just going on. Um, it, you could get so much less fucking cognitive strain by by upping your diet. And I mean, I eat really, really clean, and I'm still a shitty eater. So that's like the same question. Like I would like to ask you is like you're like I was eating really clean, but were you? Oh, I mean, were you eating fucking complete vegetarian, freaking organic, no fucking sugar, no I mean, milk, no cleaner, cleaner no, than cleaner than I am now. No, um, it was it was far more vegetables, no, no it was chains, far more meat. Nothing that's causing you. Well, that's the hard thing when you start breaking it down. Yeah, like everyone is like, ah, I was eating clean but like if you drink one fucking soda every single week or one of these coffees that your guys drink it's literally you might as well not even eat anything clean so I was eating far less garbage Um, I was working out on on, you know every day Uh, this was during an appointment so like so I was my my diet was more vegetables it was it was more it was cleaner proteins cleaner meats uh, than I was normally working with than I was normally eating um, and, and more than I, and the thing is, we, we talk about it all the time, doing the things you know you're supposed to be doing. In my case, every day, every time I get one of these like foo-foo coffees, I know I'm doing something I'm not supposed to be doing. So it's almost like a will issue. Uh, and it, I mean, what else is it? Other it than you even more because not only is it a will issue, not only is it a will issue, you know you're doing something bad for your body and wrong and that's a negative experience. And then you trap that inside, which is also a negative experience because you're, whole, you're bottling it up. You're drinking your coffee right now. If you were fucking, if you weren't having so much cognitive strain, you would toss that in the garbage. Be like, I'm not ever drinking that again. It's giving me cognitive strain. Um, so just the act of doing those things 
lessens your ability to not do them, not only because it's addictive, but certainly just because it's lessening your willpower and your, in your cognitive and your, your uh, ability to enjoy your life. So the less you enjoy your life, the more you want to do shitty things. So, so like cycle of, cycle of. But it's also like a, I found too is a, a, a joyless life is is not being able to experience things and then just slowly. Again, you can kind of keep making that argument because I went through all this shit myself too. Is you you could do, in order to to live this again healthy, you could even just translate with pure. So then like you might as well not do anything that's of any sort of pleasurable enjoyment because everything that is is associated with pleasure has a down pretty much a negative down downturned and you know ingrained with it so it's, it's true it's even if you eat well just to remain on a on on an even level huh it's better to remain just on an even level well it, what not I said, happy what, not sad because but what, what it is too like what, 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 what i think you're saying too is like where it's a, like a foundational level less so like with eating or doing any of this shit is like you gotta you can't beat yourself you live in this world of oh punishing yourself all the time because you do the wrong thing you're fucked up you're fucked you're gonna live a shitty miserable life and you can spend all your currency fucking it's the worst part <laughs> it's literally the most fucking brain cognitive part is eating that stuff and then trapping it inside knowing that you're doing something wrong it was to me anyways now that I've came out of it and can look back on my old self it was literally the worst part. I was beating myself up so much because I was fat. I was fucking. But you still, I had yeah, you still gotta get that joy, and you can get it through the good experience of and the vegetables too. So once you get into again becoming more mindful, I think of that experience too. That's the biggest part for me is we're like trading this idea of joy. Like again, you start like you like eating things, like eating a nice meal, like a dinner that costs you know. Uh, is it terrible for you when you think it's a good thing oh poor me I'll never be able to have this again but actually not doing it anymore and doing other things that are better for me I don't know I tend to mostly enjoy the things that have consequences <laughs> like you do because that's what you're doing, but when you stop doing them and you find another it's also joy a program in other mind, like that, like, yeah, it's also a program of mindlessness. If you look at it, it's like how our Western society downloads is, is it's destroying the very it's destroying everything. Consumer convenience, everything like even because I've looked at this a lot too. My own addictive eating behaviors or stuff like that, especially like even with cannabis, will could show that if you don't control it. Then that's just an example of your own your your will your lack of willpower is with snacking. It's like it's habitual. Like we grew up with cartoons and sugary McDonald, all of this stuff. And it still lingers with us to a great degree, and it fuels our mindlessness. Like again, the food and your rituals and everything you do from morning to night, every day, all the time, constantly should be a mindful experience and it starts with the food and the habits and the way you relate to everything and like that food is the relationship and so again i i'm saying this ideally because i i still go yeah. through all that stuff and that's what again that's how you know by watching yourself do this stupid shit and figuring it out um it's the only way really um but it really is absolutely if you go look at everything you do it all goes back to that same that principle i want to it's a shitty prag. It's a shitty program for instant gratification, and yet you always go with that instant gratification rather than okay. Let me just yeah. pull back a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like the number one question to ask yourself is: Are you happy with your poop life? 
I mean, truly happy too. You're the one trying to keep your butthole. So, so you mentioned that, like, uh, you mentioned that your poop. Like, I take psyllium, like I, I take psyllium husk. I take a probiotic, but I also know that those those are things that I could be getting. Maybe not the psyllium husk, but I could be getting better fiber yeah, from my say, diet. If you just ate chia seeds, it would literally change your life. Yeah. It would change your poop life for sure. And when your poop life changes, that changes <laughs> everything. So it's actually true. Yeah, second brain. Your gut is the second brain. Thing is, that's your exhaust. It's almost the first. It it, it, it predominates. Thing is, the brain. I used to be a guy. I used to be a guy that I used to have to poop at least four times during my day. And sometimes that poop may take a half an hour of like fucking struggling to either get it out or to hold it in until I get there. Like, um, uh. And just half of it comes out, the other half is yeah, stuck up yeah. In so there. you just never even you just never even know. This wild shit is coming to you every single day that you don't even know what's going to happen to you. And that is holding you. We should get that on masks. We could we could sell we could drop shit a uh, drop ship sell these on the website. We could have a made made in like New York or Ohio or some other state, and then we could just have them we could just have them drop shipped out on uh, on a, on a, on a have red you website. Yourself, how's your poop life? Yeah, how's think, how's your poop life? <laughs> like, okay, that could be a red run line of, of probiotic supplements. I mean, I'm not going to say how other people think. This is just basically an overall like I'm a fortune teller. Just think about how you think yeah. too, as I'm talking about this. How you poop to yourself? But just imagine if you could have poop one time a day and it just fucking slid right out like it was supposed to. Like it's almost better. I, I am recording all of this. <laughs> it's basically like. It's basically like, you know those times when you come out of the bathroom and you're like, God damn, that poop was just better than sex. Like, that was the best I, fucking thing that could ever almost happen. I don't think I've ever had a moment where I've, I've come out of the bathroom going like, and maybe, and so maybe you're on to something. So, but I've, I've never walked go. out like going like, yeah, I'd rather do that than have sex. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, man, what was it? The other day, I ate a shitload of chia seeds and dried mangoes, like for like the ultimate out of, amount of fiber plus like, yeah. Yeah. I literally took the biggest fucking shit that is fucking humanly possible. Like I filled up the bowl like two or three times. Like you don't even know where the stuff is even coming from anymore. It starts to feel like this fucking feeling of like fucking from your teeth all the way down and through your throat and your stomach is fucking actually fucking become empty. You're like, whoa, what happened to me? And so like that was great. That was actually a midday poop. So I intermittent fast and I only poop one time a day. I eat at like 10 o'clock at night and yeah. I usually poop at like by 10 o'clock in the morning and that's it. Do you, do you, have, so, like, do you have a poop ritual? No. Like, you, you, you don't, yeah. You don't I mean, like I, mean I guess it's like, a ritual because I, if you, if you consider I mean, the fact that like I go in the morning and poop and I know that's going to be the last poop of my day until I eat again at night and so in the morning I'll digest and then poop in the morning but I do eat a high amount of fiber and um, all that so I definitely got that you know that Definitely fucking easy to get out. Fucking just wants to go out in the morning, kind of poop and fucking go on with my day. Those are important. Take a long time or anything like that. And so like uh, everybody else, every single other person who fucking every single day has to fucking take four different fucking poops, four different kinds of poops. Sometimes it's like the weather; you never know how it's coming. You're gonna end up with that, Um, and you're gonna be in the bathroom fucking for an extra hour a day. So imagine how much more in a day that I get done than the fucking regular person. Than a regular um, pooper. It doesn't matter what your intentions are of doing either. Like, I just have the rest, like, 
The bathroom's not a bad place. You can go in there and be on fucking Facebook or fucking. You could be trading stocks and making a million dollars while you're pooping, but not yeah, necessarily. You know, I, someone not has necessarily. done that today. Oh, someone yeah. has traded a million dollars worth oh, yeah. of stocks oh, while yeah. taking their their happened? one poop a day. But did, was it a comfortable well, poop or was it like constipation where they're like pooping out little fucking rabbit turds in their bubbles bleeding that, from that? I I hope it's a it's a it's a long sinker like that. Long sinker. Yeah, because okay, so I guess. Toilet clogger. That's you, a nightmare too. You, when you don't go want a toilet clogger, but you want a good, clogger, healthy shit. Now you're like you're in somebody else's house and their bathroom's over flooding and Dude. you know you know they're gonna know. Like you can leave it, you can try to plunge it, but that's fucking wild too. Plunging a fucking plunging that shit, it could just be a mess. Fucking poop water could get on your face. Can, can a relation? Can a there may not even be a plunger. Okay. Like, you know, then like, if you, you just clog your friend's toilet, like, is it, you, it, the relationship is never the same. No, it's, yeah. it's not. I had a yeah, buddy no. clog my toilet. Uh, I don't know that I ever invited him uh, him over to, to my apartment again. Like, yeah. he still follows me on Instagram, so bless his heart. But, like... But it's not the but same. But he's, yeah. Like, I'm sure I would have had him up to visit that. the house if he hadn't at one point clogged my toilet. And then I had guests coming over, like, other guests after yeah. he clogged the toilet. And so I had a guest who, like, had to hold her stuff until they were like, fuck this, we gotta go. Because um, I told him, like, we're waiting on a, on a plunger to get over here. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, um, there's just a lot of... There's just a lot of problems. So much Drama. But you want a good, healthy, fibery bowel movement. Like that's that's what I, I know. Is like yeah. you want to saves you the six bucks of a plum, uh, plunger. It's super. Yeah. yeah. If, if you've got enough fiber, does the fiber clean out the piping on the way down? I think it probably does. If it didn't, it would be a shame. I mean, isn't that that's what Rotorator does? I believe. Yeah. I th- shout out to Fighter. Yeah. Shout out to Rotor-Rider. Rotor-Rider. Yeah, shout <laughs> out to, yo. Real 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 <laughs> shit. Uh, I had a clog a couple weeks ago, and yeah. Sean over at Rotorooter took yeah. care of me. Rotorooter for real. Go to Rotorooter. They take care of you. Yeah, like, for sure. For on, on, a, on a work level, yeah. like I don't want to talk about what that man does in his private life because in his personal, like in his professional life, he cleaned out my drains. My kids you dump so much grease down you, there. You want to get the best rooting? He'll he'll root you out. So good. He'll take care of you. He'll clean out. He'll take you out. He'll, Sean will clean your shit out. Clint, Sean basically is a good clean diet with lots of vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. He'll, like, he'll snake you from the throat down. Yeah, he'll clean you right out. He'll clean out all of your lines. <laughs> he's basically he's basically a walking high fiber diet. He's he's a he is a human brand muffin, bless his heart. I don't know if muffins have high enough fiber. I think they're brand muffins. You got your brand. Like, there's definitely some fiber in there, but... What if they use chia seeds? Dude, if you put chia seeds in anything, it'll it'll get you up there. So that's why... I See, I always thought they were adding it for, like... Like a texture of value. Legitly, two tablespoons. I just figured that they threw something in it. Two like, tablespoons. Get stuck like in that one spot up in your teeth. Nope. Those those chia seeds that they're putting in the smoothies are actually doing it for your for your health benefit. Yo, it's doing it for your gums too. If it's doing it for your guts, then it's got to do it for yeah, your it's gums. Doing for, it's doing so it's it like everything. in your teeth. It's doing it for everything. Freaking chia seeds are super high. And chia seed enemas. Okay. Chia seeds next time like, you make seeds next time like, you make a suppository, you should put chia seeds in there. Chia seeds are <laughs> almost well. You don't. The, the, you need the chia seeds in your stomach. Putting it in the suppository probably won't do you any good because even though it'll get seedy in there, I don't know. I just don't feel like. No, you, you don't want a seedy butthole. You need to go through the whole the whole process. Oh, so I didn't go. Chia seeds. Didn't work. Chia seeds have chia seeds are like one of the most perfect foods that you can eat, like hands down. Um, it's got a huge amount of protein. Um, I don't believe that it has all eight amino, essential amino acids, but it's got a very hefty portion of it, and it may have all eight um, uh, amino acids. 
but it's super high in protein and it's super high in healthy fat, omega-3s. It's super high in fiber, which everybody can use more of. Pretty much. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I said earlier, I take and fiber supplements. It's super satisfying. It fills you up. It makes you feel not hungry. It gives you long-lasting energy. Um, so here's a question. This, this might be one of those stupid split and hairs ones. If you're practicing intermittent fasting, if you took a psyllium husk, is that cheating? Is it? Probably. I mean, it's filling up your belly. Take it when you eat. Okay. Take it in your, like when I eat, I eat basically in a two hour window. I pretty much eat from like 10 o'clock till midnight at this point. And I eat for the whole window. Like I have to eat the, like literally like. What is a meal? I have to eat the entire, oh my God, I don't even know. I should, I, I'm actually too embarrassed to take pictures of how much I eat because it looks like gluttony. So I'll tell you what, send, send me a picture because this is, this isn't for, for my podcast. If this I, is the higher conversation. If I tell, if I tell people, if I even tell people sometimes, they're just like, no way. But I literally consume about probably 10,000 calories on a, in a given day. I've seen you cook. I've, I've, I've seen you cook and I've had your food. Like I had the, I um, everything. the, the tuna pot pie was I everything super I make dope. Every single day. Um, and I how much it is. I was raised in one of those yeah. families where they're like, they're starving Africans all the time. So I always have this guilt of starving Africans. So I always ate everything. It made me really fat when I was eating bad food. Now that I eat healthy food, good to go. And intermittent fasting, I have to, it's literally like, I have to struggle to stay this fat. I'm in a pretty, I'm in a pretty relatively good weight right now. I'm at like two five, two hundred five to two hundred ten, but that's like kind of like the weight that I, I can easily go down to like one eighty five and stuff like that, where I'm like really skinny and just like uh, looking like Tobin's looking right now, you know, just like like I need to have a meal, but like right Skeletor. now, I, it took me a long time when I was intermittent fasting to actually figure it out. Like I had, I was eating American food. I was still fucking starving. Like I wasn't getting enough nutrients. I literally fucking just like shove in all the rice and bread and pasta and noodles when I was intermittent fasting at first and just like, man, it just didn't, I, I fucking was still just losing fucking weight and everything. But now, now I pretty much eat, um, I eat nuts, chia seeds, hemp seeds, things that are really high in calories, number one. So like, it's really hard to get satisfied. I might have to eat 10,000 calories, but the food that I eat is also also super high on calories too so it's going to do more to, to fuel you through the day it's not like yeah. silly yeah. like processed fats and yeah. sugars and stuff so i don't have to nearly eat as much volume but in calorie land it blows it out you know like but still i'm getting the mostly i don't think but bodies are looking for calories there's plenty of calories calories are fucking everywhere it's trying to get the magnesium and the omega-3s and the freaking vitamin d's and those things out of the food that your body's never become satisfied because I mean I, I was literally pushing 280 290 pounds drywalling 16 hours a day and eating eating like a king American and how king. was your poop every way <laughs> yeah. every way I was eating four meals a day that means you got to poop four times a day and and three times in the middle of the night and that's where the buck puckering your butthole comes in, which fucking gives you the brain fog because nobody can have not, I mean, you can't stay up all night holding your butthole tight and not wake up in the morning and have brain fog. It's not, it's not a possibility. It's a miserable life. Don't get that deep rim. I mean, just taking four poops a day is a miserable life. That's a lot of anxiety alone. Like you don't even know what kind of poop is going to be or how it's coming. So it's like, 
just that just that fucking thought in the back of your mind is holding you back from being the real fucking person that you really are. Like that, there. By the same token, oh, you mean, have um, Kimmy England uh, from Iron Asylum. She just competed in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. She's on her way now to uh, to Pittsburgh. It's it's depending on what you want. If you want to be that super jacked uh, bodybuilder cat, then those are the things that you're going to do. But if you're if your goal is to to be physically in shape and still be able to enjoy your life, it's it's all about what you you want in, in your goals. Yeah, but the thing is, is that sometimes that people do things they think that is enjoyment, and then it's really not enjoyment. It's actually torture. And working out in a fucking gym every single day, fucking eight hours a day to stay fit is torture. It's not enjoyment. You can tell yourself you enjoy that, but that's not it's not truly enjoyment. Like. Well, at that point, it's got to be a job. If you're if you're at anything for eight hours a day, it's got to be a job. Like it's got to be something that you're 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 seeing some like I mean something from like what is I mean take Brandon for instance he's super buff he doesn't even work out it he doesn't even work out that much probably I mean sure he did work out a lot to get where he's at but you know like it seems to me the point that it's just like even that like man I had we had a podcast with Brandon a while ago where he said he could only last for eight minutes fucking. Is that, I mean, I mean, what is, is that great? Like, is that, you know, like something that, you know, like is, is. So like he's got three minutes on me. Yeah. Is working out, but is, is working out, is, is working yourself out to the point where you're like so much muscle, like sure. It's some kind of enjoyment, but it's also torture. Like that's hard. I mean, this torture on your joints. Yeah. You move on. You're, you're, um, I heard uh, Rich Piana say, um, that uh, your heart doesn't know the difference between 400 pounds of muscle and 400 pounds of fat. Yeah, no, like exactly. It's still, so it's um, literally like you're just fucking toting around fucking 300, 400 pounds of, of, of excess. And so that's how I feel like the same way back when I was drywalling and I was pushing 280 pounds, like I was beefcake. Like my I had forearms, like fucking, I'd just be like blopping my fucking sweatshirt, would, his fucking hoodie would rip. From, from drywalling fucking 16 hours a day, but I was like fucking Nikki over there. I was working out fucking, you know, like all the time. I was, that was my job. I, I worked, I drywalled 16 hours a day, fucking hardcore. I didn't fucking carry that shit slow. I ran with it. We fucking did it over our heads. We did back and forth and fucking basically what would be considered like extreme yoga drywall, fucking continuously. Um, like hot drywall. I should have been. I should have been. I should have been ripped like Macho, Macho Man Randy Savage or Hulk Hogan, but I wasn't. I was just a fat fuck. It's because you weren't taking your injectable vitamins. No. Yeah. Good. Well, maybe saying your prayers. It's saying your prayers. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Eating your eating your Slim Jim. Maybe you were eating Slim Jim. Maybe it was because I felt like a starving African and I was literally fucking eating like giant bowls of rice and fucking hamburger helper and fucking macaroni and cheese and and. Um, I don't just I can go down keep going down the list of fucking poor choices that Americans make in their in their food diets to make them fucking starving and fat or I'm he, happy I don't my have dad, to split a lizard with my father. My dad was five foot seven. <laughs> he was fucking fit, like like super you know, like I mean he was a fit fucking smaller fucking dude. Did those kind of dudes don't have heart attacks? He died of heart attack when he was forty two. And it was literally because he was eating fucking drinking Pepsi and eating bologna and cheese and McDonald's and all of that shit. And he should have been fat, but he wasn't. He was one of those fucking fat, skinny people. 
all the fat was on his organs. When he when when they come back with his autopsy, the doctor's all like, "Yeah, he had an enlarged heart." And I was like 22 when this shit happened, you know, like, and you don't have, I guess, like, if you would have been studying health, maybe you would understand what enlarged heart was. But literally at the time, like, I was like, "Oh, great, so people can die from being a good fucking person." Because he was a nice guy. My dad was one of those kind of guys. If he seen someone broke down on the side of the road, it didn't matter where he was going or what he was doing. He would stop and fucking stay with you until he made sure that you were okay. Like, and so, like, that's a guy with a really good heart, right? And so, like, fucking the doctor goes in and is like, yay, really good heart, or fucking enlarged heart. The guy died of an enlarged heart. Fucking, it's like, for, for, like, two or three years, I'm like, God, I should start being an asshole because I don't want to <laughs> die when I'm 42 for being too nice. Like, you're like, what the fuck? And so, but, like, literally the same thing is... I feel like I've gotten to the point where, like, I feel like everybody's born with certain things inside of them. Like, you don't murder people. You don't. You shouldn't steal from people. Like, even people who still fucking feel shady about it when they're doing it. I know it. Um, uh, and also, other things that you're born inside of you with is how you should be eating. Like, everybody knows. Fucking, like, you're born with... Animals are born with things. My pigs won't eat fucking Walmart vegetable oil that they cook the vegetables in, you know, that they cook their fried food in. My pigs won't fucking eat it. They would fucking just as soon eat motor oil before they will fucking eat that stuff. Um, I'd try to force them. I'd get them a fucking in the middle of the winter time and fucking pour it half and half with their 50-50 with their fucking food when it's 10 below out. And... They want pig parts of it? Pig won't even touch it for four days. Literally, a pig will fast for four days over eating Walmart fucking vegetable oil. <laughs> That's a little bit strange. I mean, I'm telling you, a fucking pig, a fucking 600-pound pig that would fucking literally fucking eat the pants off of fucking some... It doesn't even matter. It would literally eat Yeah, please don't finish that story about it'll literally how fucking, your pig disposed of a body. We it'll don't literally need to. Eat, I promise you the pig would eat almost anything to sustain itself. And you put Walmart vegetable oil on it, and it won't... Fuck, I mean, it will go... I, I felt bad after. Like, okay, fucking not feeding your animal. It had food. I put the food in front of it. It had food, Walmart vegetable oil. For four days, sitting there in the fucking thing. Two fucking huge fucking pigs. Not either one of them fucking touched it. It wasn't like one pig just didn't like vegetable oil. Okay, I spilled hundreds of gallons of Walmart vegetable oil outside of my freaking house over the period of like four or five years. Just a little bit got spread out here, got leaked out there. So nothing ever fucking came and touched it. Nothing ever fucking ate that oil. I never seen birds pecking at it or mice going over there. The fucking, we have black bear. We lived in a canyon. We have black bears all over the fucking canyon. They never fucking came and fucking opened up one barrel, tried to get into any of that shit. I feel like the fucking vegetable oil was the repellent because those black bears should have been coming down and trying to get into our fucking trash. They were busting up our neighbor's shit all the time. So you're saying that bear spray should be made out of Walmart vegetable oil? It would definitely help. Okay. I mean, I'm just thinking. I don't know. Douse yourself in it. Oh, so at God. some point, at some point, at some I gotta point, make my penis not harden again. At some point, thank you. After it was like. It was literally no, like mid, mid fucking winter January where it was like 20 below, 30 below for like, you know, like a couple weeks on end where it was getting really bad. I finally seen some fucking crows out there fucking trying to peck through the ice to get to that vegetable oil. Hmm. But I mean, it was because they knew it was it was either that or die. Like it was their guy, you know, like it was fucking too cold for too long in deep snow where they couldn't find any food. Yeah. And I plowed my driveway. And so that vegetable oil was like fucking right there. And then finally at that point, those birds came and pecked it. But I mean, that was like life or death situation. So it's just, I mean, 
you just, I mean, you don't even, we don't even know what the fuck we're eating and what we're doing to ourselves at this point anymore because it's just, it's everything so sketchy. Well, food has a manufacturer. It doesn't have a, like, it, our food gets processed. It's, uh, you know, by the time you, uh, when you, when you look at like a, a package of, say, Rice Krispie treats, right? And there's the list of ingredients and imagine it's, you know, it's egg. How much like of the actual egg made it in there? Like, like food is processed and manufactured rather than than made. Like, um, for me, like, I, I don't like buying store bought ice cream. I like baking my own because I know I know the eggs came from from my backyard. Um, you know, like I don't necessarily know where the milk came from, but working on remedying that. Maybe we get some goats and we have goat milk next year. Maybe just stop drinking milk altogether because freaking cows are made to drink milk and baby cows. Do you see any other animals drinking cow milk? On the whole planet, is there any other animals that drink any other kind of milk besides their own kind of milk when they're born? Humans. On the whole, I, other, I said any other, other than... There is a lie. There is. <laughs> yeah, but cats only drink cat milk. Unless they're forced to drink other milk by humans. We also synthesize. I mean, there may be like the rare instance where a cat may fucking hook up with a dog and start nursing off of it or something. But that's that's not natural. Right. So I shouldn't have done that with my children. Yeah. You were feeding them cat milk. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, As you should. I mean, it's better. It than, there, it's better. It's better. Than, it's probably it's probably better for them than the formula that's in the grocery store. Yeah. So well, I was feeding the cat the formula. Uh, I'm just sticking it right over my child's face. That way they don't get the allergies. Mm. Science. <laughs> All right. So we've got to wrap this up because we got the other. We've got um, we got a movie review. We do have a movie. Review. We do have a movie review and a guy in Missouri. Oh. It's gonna be fun. All right, ladies, gents, others, thank you for checking out Higher State Conversations. Eat more fiber. Eat more fiber. And what is what are we getting on the t-shirts? Uh, the How's Your Poop? How's Your Poop? How's Your Poop today? How's Your Poop Life? How's Your Poop Life? Your Poop Life. It's really important. It really is. It'll be the number one thing that'll change your life is to change. Maybe you should, maybe change you should your say life. Check Your Poop Life. 